This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. Oh my god. This is breaking That is news. such that is such a sad oh, I don't know how to re- react. It's horrifying that she would use she would compare her experience to uh tell the listeners what is happening because this is breaking news and by the time they listen they probably have figured it out yes. by then but yeah certainly by tuesday when this comes out we will have it will have hit the airwaves but yeah jen shaw uh, decided to go on instagram or somewhere and post a video that is now circulating everywhere and she's defending her behavior in Vegas by saying everybody chose to believe the white girl and these white girls decided to believe the other white girl and she was being told to shut up and be quiet and act right. And she says something along the lines of, I felt like they had their knee in my neck. I just could not breathe. I was so emotional. So this bitch is basically comparing a caddy fight that she was very much responsible for. Mm-hmm. I don't know in what world you can look at the situation and say, yes, Jen Shaw is in the right. She's not. She mm-hmm. is popping off even when she ends up back in the hotel and she's talking to Sharif. She's like, nobody defended me and everybody was telling me to shut up and everybody was talking. Like she does not tell the whole story. So mm-hmm. she's already living in delusion and we know that. But at no point can you look at that and say, yeah, she was wronged. She wasn't wronged in the situation. Maybe she was thinking that other people would be on her side and she'd yeah. be able to stir up drama. The rumor yeah. is that Lisa and Jen had decided to take Whitney down. When Jen talked to Meredith and Lisa and Lisa says, yes, we've put it all behind us. Jen's wheels start to spin and she's like, what the fuck? Somebody Mm. is lying. And Mm. I think what she means there is Lisa is lying. Like Lisa has basically broken her trust and that's why she's losing it. And maybe that's why Lisa runs after her. I don't know. But anyway, all that being said, that does not justify going online and making this video and comparing her dumbass caddy fight with the murder black people by police yeah when uh, heather said that she was being aggressive i immediately thought okay a yes it's it's a known trope right where black women who disagree with you are oftentimes called aggressive so yes. that is a bigger big issue however having said all of that in this case this particular woman was aggressive. It had nothing to do with her skin color. It had nothing to do with her race. She was aggressive for no reason. She was wagging a finger. Everybody was, came to her very calmly. No one was yelling at her. Nobody was accusing her of anything. What Whitney brought up in the first place about the other two being uh, scared of her was to say that we are scared that you are unpredictable. Yeah. And that is the part that they are trying to prove to her. And she just proved her point by being unpredictable in that instant and she popped off and she was aggressive she pushed heather away 
She was in their faces. She was screaming and crying. That was overdramatic and unnecessary. And that's what they were talking about. But I knew in that instant that there will be enough people who will tell her that she could weaponize that moment, right? And so I was thinking of her going after the fact that she was going to say, look at the white women calling me aggressive. And I was like, please don't do that. Please don't. I didn't even bring it up in the last episode when we were talking about it because I didn't even want to put it out there, right? But this is going even beyond. This is not just saying you're calling me aggressive. This is going beyond and comparing her experience, her stupid, stupid, just lame, lame fight to the actual murder of black people. And she had her assistant number two sitting there agreeing with her. And I was like, no, you are so wrong. You're so wrong. You've just crossed a line there. Oh, my God. You know, I started to mention this last episode, which was that obviously she had that insane fight with Nini. And that's when I first heard of Jensha. And I was like, oh, Mm. what? Muslim lady on Bravo? That's exciting. So I went to her page. And one thing that immediately stuck out to me was how heavily face-tuned her posts are. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we make fun of everybody. Hello, Dorit has, like, a new face every single week. By the Mm -hmm. way, she looks fantastic. She's making these videos on TikTok for the Buss It Challenge. (laughs) Like, you know what, Dorit? Like... In what world did I ever believe that Dorit would be like my favorite person to watch on TV? Like, I think that she is so fucking funny. It's hilarious on, on TikTok only because she's being serious about it. We just find no. it hilarious. We are laughing at her and not with her. Okay. And also, <laughs> but, but like thoroughly entertained because she's so gorgeous. Yeah. I can say it. I'm shallow as hell. Okay. Dorit is gorgeous. Anyway. <laughs> Everybody face tunes. Okay, but yeah. when Nini leaks face face tunes, I think it's ridiculous. When G- uh when Gretchen face tunes, I think it's ridiculous. I think the face tuning is out of control. But Jen Shaw got on TV. We already knew that she was gonna be quote unquote the queen bee of mm-hmm. this this franchise, which I believe is not true. I think we can all agree that Jen Shaw is now the villain. She's not the queen bee. Yeah. She's she, I think she fancied herself to be a Nini leaks type, but obviously she failed quite. Hey, we're yeah. watching the nosedive. We're yeah. watching her belly flop yeah. into the water. It's really bad. Right. But right. I, as soon as they started to explore her Instagram, when she first yeah. started coming up in the scene, I was like, there's no fucking way that somebody with this much plastic surgery who still continues to face tune themselves this much is going to be authentic on TV. And yeah. that's the thing. She will, she's not. Even now, we don't see anything of value for Jen. And look, I will admit that I think that sometimes it has to do with editing because mm-hmm. she's not responsible for what ends up on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Like we did see that scene with her and her son going to her, her father's. father's- yeah, it's a great sight. We obviously saw also that scene with Coach Shaw and Jen. There mm-hmm. are definitely scenes when she's with Coach Shaw and she's happy and she's normal. But what is she doing in her confessionals? She's talking shit about Meredith. She's talking shit about Whitney. She's talking shit about everybody. Everybody. And, and not even... And- and she's not even true to her one friend, Heather. She's not. So it was already bad enough. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like... I don't know how you walk this back. Yeah. I don't understand how this gets better. And I don't mm-hmm. understand how Bravo right now is taking stances. Like we know that Kelly Dodd is on the line for being fired. Like we know that Bravo is making a lot of effort to like pay attention to the type of people they put on, give platforms to. Yeah. I feel like I watched a train wreck happen when I saw the video and I feel, I felt at once mad at her and also very bad for her, like sad for her that this is such a horrible thing that you just did. 
you made a mistake and now it's going to be so horrible to walk this back. I felt so uncomfortable. I cringed. I was like, oh, I don't want to. Oh, this is going to be so hard for her to get over. And I think that you and I are the type of people to feel bad for somebody in that position mm-hmm. because, look, we recognize the fact that, like, she does have, like, a fairly decent husband. Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, I do think it's still an issue, the fact that, like, her father died and her husband wasn't around for months. That's, that's kind of weird and horrible. I mean, like, everybody can... Even the busiest person can take a couple of days off. There's a death in the family. You take a couple of days off. Nothing's more important than that. So there's that. But and also her sons seem like really sweet kids. I mean, we saw at the end of Coach Shaw's party, her son having to calm her down, which was heartbreaking. So I feel sad because she's a mother. I'm a mother. You're a mother. She's got these kids who are lovely, lovely humans. Mm -hmm. And she is saying these types of things and it's a fucking disservice because she's got black kids yeah like it's so insane to me that you're going to compare this trivial bullshit this catty fight to the death of black people like this is how yeah this is how the movement gets diminished like this is this is the movement getting devalued and it's insane it's also sad because she came on the show and she came on as representing the minority folks on the show she and mary and at one point she was i think she was jealous that she had mary giving her the run for the money for that position she wanted to be the only person representing minorities i think i feel yeah Uh, but also that she tried to reach out to mary because she was the other uh, minority on the on the show and they didn't gel and that was causing her a lot of friction. But having and now she's just gone the very, very opposite end where she is. She's like the worst example. Um, yeah, we, we it is true that we hold her to a higher standard of behavior when it comes to this. And uh it's just sad. It's just sad and horrible. Yeah. And look, I know that that might be a little bit problematic, maybe that we do hold her to a higher standard. But it's almost like when you have more to lose, yeah, you have to be more cognizant of how you are portrayed on TV. Right. And I don't want to do like the respectability politics thing. But like, right. she had an opportunity here to do something really great. Because I was like, Oh, look, she comes from like, a diverse background. Her parents were immigrants. Her husband is Muslim. Her mm-hmm. kids are black. Like there's all these things that she could mm-hmm. have brought to the table. But what did she bring? She brought a dumbass glam squad. Mm-hmm. And really corny lines that I've already heard before. And now we're seeing this other side of her, which is that now she is co-opting a movement that actually protects, that is actually moving to make sure that there is appropriate protection for black people in America. And she is trying to use that to the defense of yelling at her friend and putting her fingers in their face. It's just like, like no part of that to me seems to make any sense. Yes. (laughs) I don't know how to... I don't yeah. know. Even Monique didn't do that. Even Monique didn't do it. Do that. That's yeah. very sad. Yeah. All right. Well, we're actually here today to talk about the last four episodes of Bling Empire, which I just yes. finished like 20 mm-hmm. minutes ago. Have Has your opinion of anyone changed? It has. Good. I thought you would say that. Yeah. Okay. First, I- first, before we go on, I didn't I didn't mention it last uh, episode when we recapped it, but I wanted to and I somehow forgot. Anna Shea reminds me of Lily Tomlin, like all of her mannerisms and how she talks. Yes. She's like very her much voice. her voice, her accent, the, her mannerisms. 
her everything is Lily Tomlin. Yes, especially Lily Tomlin from Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie, yes. That's sort of like hippy dippy. Right. Oh my god, that is such a good comparison. Take, yeah, because the very first scene when she was she had the big hammer to the wall, I was like, that's Lily Tomlin. Yes. What is oh Lily Tomlin god. doing here? I don't know why I never mentioned it, but I completely forgot. But uh, I love it. I love that. I love that. Okay. So in the last four episodes of Bling Empire, we went from like the first four episodes where we were like enjoying these super wealthy people mm-hmm. doing fancy things. And the last four episodes are us actually learning so much more about them beyond their right. wealth. Right. I loved it. Yeah. We found out Kevin can't get to know much more about his birth parents. Okay. But then through hypnosis, he finds some closure. Kane and Kevin help Kim find more information about her birth father. Right. Kelly drags us along her super toxic relationship and also leads on Kevin. Yeah. Uh, Jamie does nothing. Cherie proposes to Jesse. And my favorite part, which I wish that there was more of, was Anna and Christine continue on this sort of incredible and such an interesting, like, fight that, like, I have, I, like, I feel like this would be, like, the a plot of, like, a hilarious, like, sitcom of, like, two rich people very politely shading each other through party etiquette and, like, Little but, and for years, for years, like party after party after party without actually addressing it up front and talking about it. They just keep shading. You shaded me. OK, now I shade you. And I it just keeps going. It so like the level of shade keeps increasing and there's like different ways to shade each other. It just it's like, incredible. you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, I don't know, Arthi, if this is true of your family, but in my family, it reminds me a lot of like how mothers-in-law and daughters-in-law fight in Desi culture where mm-hmm. like you're, nobody's ever going to yell at each other. No one's ever going to cuss each other out. But no. what they will do is little tiny digs yeah. over a long period of time just to get under each other's sin. And they almost know that there's this like unspoken competition between them. I've also seen this between like um like Bobby's. Yes. So Bobby is I guess sister-in-law, right? So sisters-in-law yeah. will fight. Like yeah. I saw this kind of fighting, you know, kind of in early seasons of Jersey. Mm-hmm. But obviously because it was Jersey, it was like a lot more ratchet than that. Yeah. Like you cannot get away from family so you don't blow it up completely yes. you just have these small little digs yes. that forever that define yes. your relationship forever and that's how i see this this is this is gonna go on forever i love it i could watch that <laughs> forever just like christine being invited to anna's house but anna right. inviting her purposely a little bit later than everybody else mm-hmm. or christine talking about anna anna having anal sex at like a party in front of everyone right and i was watching dr chu when she said yeah. that he was like what's happening I know. Like, Uh, and some people are um, interested in anal sex, Anna. And like, apparently, um, but I was like, okay. She also age shamed her and said, you have a couple of years ahead of us. And so it's like, okay. So Mm -hmm. in Asian culture, you do not disrespect somebody older than you. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of like weird. Christine was doing that, but she was also being very careful doing it because if she did it overtly and did it directly, that would be the worst thing she could do is to disrespect somebody who is a little older than you. Yeah, it was amazing. It was like a very delicate dance of insulting her and shading her, just doing this quick, quick hit and then move on, have another conversation, completely change the subject or something. Yeah, and then 
Anna invites Christine over for yoga, but doesn't tell her that it's yoga. And then has this like stripper basically grind up on Christine just to like make her uncomfortable. I was dying. And Christine did not lose a step. She was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I can split this dress into two parts. I can wear a pan. I will fit in and I'll do yoga and I'll grind up and you will not see me phased. Ah, it was amazing. I was like, this is like, I feel like housewives need to take a note from that. Right. I think secretly they admire each other and they keep trying to push the other's button to see who will give in first but they actually secretly admire each other like i do think that christine is obviously obsessed with anna and i think as as annoying as anna finds christine i think to some degree she enjoys the attention that anna gives her yeah she's always seeking anna's attention because she wants to be on par with anna and she's always trying to see if she's there and so, so the fact that she's seeking the attention though makes her below par so she's always struggling yes if she just just approached anna as an equal and did not try to be her equal she would be her equal but she doesn't But i don't even think she wants to try i I don't believe that she believes that she is anna's equal i think that christine believes she's better than anna i think she is uh she believes she's better than anna but she's not quite sure It's like a weird superiority, but also an inferiority complex where she, her logical side of her brain says, I'm better than her. But her emotional side of her brain is saying, maybe, maybe not, maybe not. Why is she treating me like this if I am better than her? It's a lot of self-doubt, and which is so desi. That's such which a desi quality. So desi mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship because you're right. like, as a daughter-in-law, you're like, no, I know my position. Your your son loves me. And yeah. obviously we have a special bond. So I really don't care about yeah. you and what you think about my relationship with him. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I want to prove to you that I don't care. So I'm going to try to like get in your face and be annoying and do little digs. And mother-in-law is like, I'm going to continue to make you feel like you're not good enough just because it's so fun funny to watch you squeal yeah let's talk kevin how old is kevin (laughs) okay balloon said 36 (laughs) okay balloon said 36 Mm-hmm. Which, you know, adds up because he said that in 1986 is when the courts gave the permission for somebody to adopt him. Mm-hmm. And he came to America when he was three or four. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense that he okay. would be like, like this year, he's probably turning 38 or 39 because this okay. was shot in like 2018 or So we think he's 36 is the right age. But he's all over the place. I believe it because I also saw. So Kevin also, I think it's like been trying to get famous for a while yeah. because on his Instagram, he did this thing called Kevin on a skateboard or Kevin Mm -hmm. on Kevin skates America or something like that Mm -hmm. and several years ago like seven years ago he decided to get on a skateboard and skateboard through America because he was a model and he had all this hair loss and he had this condition and he was really feeling down on himself so he decided to do like a cross-country thing on just his skateboard and he got like picked up by a couple of news places he had a documentary he had a blog so Kevin feels like somebody who's been trying to get famous for a while and also the other thing about Kevin why is he alone on his birthday I thought he had siblings why has he's he been brother, always yeah. alone he's like I've always been alone I've never had a birthday thrown I'm sure his mother and parents have thrown a birthday what is this you grew up here this is why I don't trust him there's something fishy about everything he says I don't quite okay trust him. so so you incepted my brain because prior to recording the last episode I was like I love Kevin he's great yeah. 
I don't know if it's a mix of you incepting me, but also just I think as the series progresses, you're like, Kevin is really weird. Like Kevin going on that date with Kelly and wanting to like swoop in doing a salsa move and kiss her when she's clearly like not having it. You know, what I think is really funny is even seeing Kelly and Kevin together at parties where Kevin's like, oh, we flirt all the time, whatever. I never get the vibe from Kelly that she's interested. Yeah, she's not flirting. She's always kind of like one step back. Like she's being so polite, but he's being, he is being aggressive flirt. He's like, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. That's that makes me uncomfortable too. I'm like, get the hint and just move on. Yeah, I hated yeah. that. Yeah, my thoughts on Kevin definitely changed. Mm-hmm. Found him to be a monkey in Anna circus. You know, I want to be a monkey in Anna circus though. So <laughs> true, like, true. I was like, I would love to be a monkey in Anna circus. I would love. <laughs> like, I don't that. know what you're talking about, Christine. You want to be a monkey in Anna circus? Come yes. on. Exactly. You want to be a monkey in a circus. You want to go into a closet, try out all her jewelry, all of her clothes. That's what you want. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be a monkey in a circus? Exactly. My thing with Kevin was he felt more and more produced as the show went on. Yeah. As the show went on, it felt more and more like he wants to make this a really good reality TV show. So yeah. he is doing all the things to make it a good reality TV show, yeah. which worked out right because it is a great show. It was an excellent show. Him deciding that he and Kane were going to go to South Carolina to find Kelly's dad. Mm-hmm. When it first started to happen, I was like, okay, so because Kevin, you can't find any information about your parents, you are now yeah. projecting onto Kelly and making right. sure that Kelly does this, even though she's not ready for it. And initially yeah. I was really irritated and I was like, okay, me too. I was like, it's not, she's not, yeah. I was like, she's not ready. She, why, why are you going in? This is private stuff. Why are you getting involved? Going by yourself, not telling her, and going by yourself and harassing a man. And they went to the wrong house and they went to the wrong person, right? They went to some random person who works in a salon. I have a theory about that. Ooh, let's get into the theory of Kelly's dad. I think the guy at the salon was Kelly's dad. And he just faked his death? Yep. He made his wife call. Hmm. And I think that it's really weird that Kim's mom, no, yeah, not Kelly. Sorry, you said Kelly's dad. Kim's mom is also Kim, yes. Yeah. Kimmy? Yeah. Kim and Kimmy. Okay. Yeah. Kimmy, aka Kim Senior. Yeah. Kim could have been like, hey, I got this information about this guy and he lives in South Carolina and he owns a nail salon. And look, we found his picture. Is this my dad? She could have said that, but she didn't. Yeah. Which I thought was like really strange. But I also think that like to some degree, I think Kim maybe is more comfortable with this idea that he's not around anymore because they, when they were at the private eye, that's when the guy said, he said, in the best case scenario, you don't, they, they may have died and yeah. that might be better off because then you can form your own narrative of what that story is. So I think maybe that's what it was. I don't know, but. Or maybe she found out he just owned a nail salon and she was like, uh, yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> She was like, mm, that's not going to pay for my Kylie Jenner fillers, yeah, okay? Yeah, yes. <laughs> also, I think that they set it up where I feel like Kim and Kevin are going to get together a second season. Right? They kept showing some chemistry between the two of them and doing that. So, okay. So, but the favorite part, favorite part of the show for me, the last four episodes, was the shaman time. <laughs> With the shaman, and the shaman <laughs> was so awesome. He's Shaman Durek, who's the spiritual bridge, 
slash healer slash mediator. There was like three titles that mean the same thing. But <laughs> essentially, but he knew the difference. Okay. So he comes in and he, is, he clearly worked in IT before he became a shaman because, oh my God, I was laughing my ass off as he sat there saying, spirits, download your files into my operating system. And then he goes, <laughs> <laughs> So I thought the shaman was so much funnier than DeAndre's shaman. Oh, yeah. I was like, the this shaman was awesome. Give him a show. Give the shaman a show. <laughs> I wonder if DeAndre watched that was like, oh, I got to switch shamans. This guy's I know. He, end- he ended with the mama say mama sa mama kusa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know that song. Like, mama say mama sa. <laughs> what are you saying? What are you chanting? <laughs> Yeah, I wrote down that there was a great display of like spirituality in this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, be- between the shaman on the beach who was yeah. just top notch, top, and then you had the hypnotherapist. Yeah, which I thought was interesting, and I was like, I don't know if he's acting or not, but I find this yeah. to be really phony. I thought he was acting because I, I already- he's crying, but there were no yeah. tears. Yeah, yeah. Anytime he- he's crying with no tears, he- I'm out. I-, I don't know. I just feel there's something. I don't know. That's my intuition. So I don't trust anything Kevin does. <laughs> yes, I agree. So there was that. And then Cherie believes that her son, Jovan, yeah. her mother has reincarnated into his body. Yeah. And then she has Tyler Henry come on yeah. and do that. Tyler Henry, who is like the cream of the crop of phony Hollywood <laughs> spirituality. <laughs> that fucking kid, he sweats. He always yeah. says, I don't know, I don't know pop culture. I don't watch any TV. I don't, I don't know, know who I don't know who you are. I don't know. I don't who. know. I'm just gonna do some scribbling. Janet Janet Jackson who? Beyonce who? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just have this um obvious plastic surgery and filler and makeup mm-hmm. to make myself look like I'm somebody from yeah. somebody famous. I look like Macaulay Culkin. Like it's yeah. kind of funny. And yeah, he is, the, he is just anytime he shows up on a show land in Hollywood of all places where the it's like the most gullible people live there. And that's where you landed. It's not like you became famous somewhere else in South Carolina and then moved here. No. Yeah. Also, Shaman on the Beach was like saying these things to Kelly about her relationship and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's so funny because, you know, you can learn those things about somebody just through Instagram. You can, like, find out those things about a person just through Instagram. Right. And for all you know, Kevin might have told him everything. 100% Kevin told the shaman on the show. Kevin knew him. Kevin wasn't him on the show. Kevin brought him on the show. I just remembered why also Kevin seemed so so shady to me. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, Andrew knowing that Kevin went on a date with Kelly. Also, Kevin knowing that Andrew slept over at Kelly's place. That's all production shit. Like. So I feel like that's like Kevin sort of like stirring shit up for the yeah. show. Yeah. Him yeah. going hard, so hard the, saying, the, the oh, I'm just asking because this is just what you do. I was just asking because it's just what you do. It's like, that's really fucking weird. And yeah. also like, that's really fucking weird for you to ask that of somebody who you're trying to go on a date with. Like, stop asking about her personal life. Like, if you're yeah. trying to date her. The only part of all of that that I believed was the shaman knew what a bodega purse was. Yeah, bodega <laughs> I was like, Jamie, this is amazing that that was her only She was thing. like, you know how you have that purse? And he was <laughs> like, yeah. So I was like, Shaman, you know that purse? 
He was like, yes, I used to work in IT, and IT is a very lucrative career. Yeah. So let's talk about Andrew and Kelly. First of all, how creepy was that part where Andrew says he's a biter? I was like, hello, Army Hammer. What is going on here? I was like, it's a vampire. I'm a biter. You know that. I was like, oh. It's too close. I don't like this Andrew guy at all. And I feel like they're together. Yeah. She said she took six months after the show and then got back together. But we saw her go into the house right after the party. And the way he opened the door and he had a smirk on his face. They both think that they're like you you mentioned it last time. I think they both think that like they're in some sort of like sexy fifty shades relationship. And it's like this is all cute as long as you like stay hot and rich. Yeah. Yeah. Like as soon as one of you loses money or like your tits start to sag, good luck. Yeah. 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 Now you're just then you're just in a regular abusive relationship like with like everybody else. Old people. But <laughs> 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 also Kev- Kelly just crashed Kevin's hopes by the age old Asian uh way of putting down a boy saying you are more like my brother. <laughs> Right. So, you know what's funny? Yes. On that topic. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I, we've known each other since I was 16. He was 18. And we were always friends. Right. And yeah. I didn't, didn't start to pursue each other romantically until yeah. I was like 22, 23. It's so funny because that was one thing that I consciously did not do with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, there were other guys that I would say that kind of stuff to. Yeah. Like, and I mean, mm-hmm. I was trying to set my husband up with other girls when mm-hmm. we were younger and like not romantically involved it's not like I was like saving him for myself yeah. but I'm so god I'm so grateful that like somewhere in the back of my mind I was like bitch don't call him like a brother don't do it bitch <laughs> don't do it <laughs> thank no. god because I don't know say, how I would have walked that, that, that no you but you save that for the truly for the creeps that you don't yeah, want that's true. Yeah, you save that phrase for the creep. So in India, you know, in Hindu customs, there's a there's a festival and there's a custom called Rakhi. Yeah. So you tie you tie this decorative thread around. So essentially, this goes back ages into mythology, where if you didn't have a brother, or even if you did have a brother, a girl could claim somebody as her brother. And in those patriarchal ancient past, because it's no longer patriarchy doesn't rule anymore, but <laughs> in the ancient past, there would be the brother would be responsible for the uh, sister's honor. And if you tied that Rocky and claim somebody as a brother, then they would protect you. So that's how the mytho- mythological stories go. There's like stories around it. But that's like a beautiful... Custom. I don't have a brother, but I do have a Rocky brother that I tied a Rocky to. I send him Rockies every year. The brother sends you a gift. He sends me gifts every year. It's just a wonderful, wonderful tradition. But girls will also use that <laughs> to get rid of the creeps. If you have a creep hanging around you, just uh, boys are scared of the day that Raksha Bandhan day because they're so scared <laughs> that the girl that they like is going to quickly tie a little decorative thread around the wrist and say, you're my brother. No. Oh my God, and I love that. Feel it. So, you know, typically on that day, you won't find some of these creeps out. <laughs> you won't find... But that is another way to get rid of a creep is to make, you know, call him. Hey, you're like my brother. I have no other feelings for you. Here, I'm talking to Rocky. It like jumps over friend zone and just goes straight to like, we share DNA. Yes. (laughs) It's like like a brother to me. And you just tie that thread and that thread binds you as a brother. 
You can never I, cross that thread ever it. again. You cannot cross. It's like a line drawn in sand. You cannot cross. <laughs> yeah. So it reminded me of that. She was like, ah, I think you're more like my brother. Well, that's like, so funny because then Kim also says like, Kim's very close to saying, oh, you're like a brother to me, but she doesn't say it. Yeah, she starts to, uh, yeah, she starts to, but then she stops. Because I think that she's thinking what I was thinking when I was yeah. 16, when I was buddy buddy with my husband. Yeah. Because she's thinking, man, Kevin is pretty hot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll admit it, Kevin is very hot. He but is. Also, like, his absolute desire to constantly take his shirt off. I'm like, okay, you know what? You can't yeah. be that nice of a guy. Nobody right. with that kind of body is actually a nice person. And that's what us lumpy girls will believe. <laughs> Because why? They cannot have that body and be a nice person at the same time. No. God just doesn't work that way. No, it does not work that way. Mm -hmm. So I think what they're setting up for next season also about Kane is I believe that Kane actively does not try to date men Mm -hmm. because he kind of alluded at like, you know, what happened, which like what I've learned is that maybe it's time for me to just do what I want to do and not always Mm -hmm. do the things that my family's going to like. And that's when he exchanges numbers with Florent. Florent. Floral. And so I feel like they're setting that up next season for him to like explore his like sexuality, which I'm very yeah. excited for because I actually yeah. love Kane. I love Kane too. I love, I think I like Anna Shea and Kane the most. Absolutely. They are by far the wealthiest, but also the most grounded people on the show. Yes, absolutely. Because the thing about Kane that I love is that like Kane is aware of how much money he has, mm-hmm. but he also knows that that's having money does not make it your personality. Right. Like it's not it's- a character. Yeah, yeah, the moments of Kane with Sherry when she's talking about her mother and the moments of Kane when he's yelling at Kevin for praying in his underwear. Yeah. Those were all like real moments. He's like, show some respect. And, you know, and those are, those are the parts that I liked about Kane is like, he is decent. He's a decent human being. Yes, I yeah. liked him a lot. So Sherry proposes to Jesse after months yeah. and months of waiting, or I guess now at this point, five years of yeah. waiting. I was like, this is very awkward. Yeah. And as somebody who, as everybody has been told, was not proposed to and is still quite salty about it. Yeah. Even I would not do this. Yeah. He looked uncomfortable too. He did. He was like, oh, I look like a fucking doofus. Like, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But you you are one. Why haven't you proposed? You know she wants the ring. Yes. She 100%. wants to get married. Why totally. haven't you? He there doesn't doof- seem to be a reason for it. No, none. I think he's just a dodo bird. Definitely had this look on his face like, uh, I don't want to be the one to be called out like this in public. Like, Yeah, you took, you took a long time to say yes. I thought it was really interesting that we got to get some sort of hint of Christine's family. Mm-hmm. where Christine says, I haven't spoken to my father in 10 years. I was cut off in college, blah, 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 yeah. blah, like all this stuff. I hope that they explore more of that because right. even though I dislike Christine as a person, I think she's a fantastic person on TV. Like I think she she's amazing she's, reality TV. She is. I think she would make a, she's a good reality TV person for sure because she has a lot of pain and she channels it into the most vapid, stupid annoying tropes of being rich and she's trying to use money to satisfy all of the emotional gaps in her life and she's raising baby g to be the most troubled kid that is spoiled and troubled kid that's ever going to be there 
Yeah. And he's going to be so confused because she's going to pour all of her energy and her needs and wants into that child. And uh, he's going to need so much therapy when he grows up. So much. Um, The other thing that I, I, so I only, I only watched the very, like, I only watched some of that after show thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But one thing that I thought that was hilarious was they're talking about tiaras and what's the etiquette for wearing a tiara around the mm-hmm. house. Yeah. And, you know, Shuri's really cute. She's like, we wear tiaras all the time. And my thing about tiaras is like, you can wear a crown wherever you want. Right. You know, feel yourself, whatever. And Christine goes, I actually think it's like really inappropriate to like wear them outside. And, you know, production, it took a lot out of production to get me to wear that crown on the last episode. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Christine has worn a crown on multiple occasions throughout the season. Right. Yeah. So I just like I got this very much like this vibe of her trying to be like, oh, like I was just like depicted in a certain way on TV, mm-hmm. but I'm just like this other person. And I'm like, I yeah, and I, it's, it's production it. who made me do it. And yeah, really. But Christine, did you take the crown out of the drawer and ask production? Wouldn't it be funny if I wore this? Yes. How did production even know, know that you had that tear? I just have like a in a collection like i just thought like i wanted you know, to show them get mm-hmm. the fuck out of here christine yeah you know she did that she yeah she is thirsty and i love every bit of her i think she's that's why she's so good is because yes. she's so thirsty yes absolutely yeah. that's what makes her like such a good star on reality yeah. tv and i really hope that they do another one I hope that they... I, I really hope Andrew doesn't come back. He makes me so uncomfortable. You know he's going to. Oh, murderer vibes. Oh, totally. But overall, I loved it. Um, The other I note did. I had was that I wish that somebody had handed Kim a perfectly folded square tissue. <laughs> because she also has like massive lashes on. And I was yeah. like, this girl needs... A Candace tissue. Candace tissue. Yes. You were absolutely right. Where first half I like hated her. And then second half I was like, my heart breaks for you. And I believe Kim's story so much more than Kevin going to a hypnotherapist and right. That was the point. Like a baby in the womb. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm like a baby in the womb, Arthie. What the fuck? That was kind of weird. And he's like, I didn't believe one bit of it. And we watched the whole damn thing. They showed the whole. It was not even like, okay, took a while for him to get there. No, he got there pretty fast. He got into the womb real fast. And he was like, oh, I know why. My mother was scared of having me. Okay, whatever, Kevin. Let's just kill that storyline because that's not going to work anywhere. Yeah, no, I don't love it. I don't love it. I'd rather see Kevin trying to date people and fail than seeing this bullshit thing i feel like he is a polite tom schwartz mm. but he's gonna end up a Jax. oh my goodness what a prediction Artie! i love it you know i don't know i don't necessarily agree with that completely but i definitely think that he's starting off like a polite and um a schwartz. polite shorts yeah for sure like oh i don't know anything about anything i'm such a dodo bird and i need kane to t- show me the way around life because i don't know i never had a birthday i wasn't i don't know anything about anything and kane has kane is his tom sandoval who has to rescue him and take care of him yeah yeah i like that in the after show kane looks like he's 
cooled it down with the fillers. Yeah. He looked better. Yeah, he did. He did look better in that. I loved it. I'm very excited to watch um, watch more of it. So next episode, we're going to talk about House of Ho, our next Tuesday episode. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay, I haven't great. watched so, it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, people seem to love it. Yeah. But that's it for this yeah. week. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Yes. Bye. Bye.